Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone who decided to have a Bible study with me today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Allow your word, Lord, to settle in our spirit, Lord, that it will become one with us and allow us to understand you better, God. That we will go forth today, Lord, as witnesses to this world, Lord, and that your spirit, Lord, will come into this room and spend a little time with us on this holiday weekend, Lord. We worship you, we love you, we praise you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Today we got Brother Nan Nix with us. I'm excited. Yes, this has been in the process coming. So we're gonna we're gonna have a good time and learn from what God has to teach us today. What are you talking about? So tonight we're gonna talk a little bit about faith. Brother Dan asked me a couple weeks ago at this point to uh, get something together on faith. I. Honestly, I've been reading so much, and it's changed so many times. I've probably rewritten this three times, I think, at this point. So bear with me tonight. I'll probably be short. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I just, I wanted to share. I know. <laughs> um, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> uh, so faith. We all kind of have an idea of what faith is, right? trust in God, uh, knowing that, you know, I have faith. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. God's still going to be here. He's still going to be good. I'm going to have food for my family. I'm going to be able to go and do the things that God wants me to do. We can do so much more with faith, though. Faith is more than that. We can have it. We can walk in it. We can convey it to other people, like Brother Brandon is to all of us. And the faith that he's having and the fact that God is providing a place for him. Amen. Has provided a place for him. Yeah, we should celebrate that, people. In Jesus. This has been bad. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So first one, first scripture is Romans 10 and 10. It's for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So on top of everything else, the faith is what saves us. So amongst other things, but faith and belief in God's promises is absolutely. Uh, so tonight I'm actually going to go to Hebrews 11, and we're going to dive into Hebrews 11 a little bit. I'm just figuring computers out again for the first time in a long time, so bear <laughs> with me. That's why I kept smiling. <laughs> yeah, the hard copies. <laughs> Uh, so, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For it is the people of old received their com uh, commendation. By faith we understand the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which was, he was commended as righteous, God command, commending him by accepting his gifts. And through, faith, he, and, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Why was he faithful there? Expound on that. Why, why was Abel so much more faithful than Cain? 
Both of he them was, yeah, in well, obedience. Right. And he both was of obedience. them were born of Adam. Mm-hmm. Both of them, the, the, only, the only thing that happened at this point is they had fallen. So none of them, they did not have rules yet. Right. There was no commandments of what they had to do, what they didn't have to do. But there was this open relationship with God. Because mm-hmm. that's what it says that both of them, if we go back and read the story of Cain and Abel, both of them had this open relationship with God. He just talked with them and they had this Daily. communication, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, so, and what did it go? I'll let you go. I'm sorry. But <laughs> no, hey, you're fine. You're saving my butt a little bit. No, no, you're okay. Um, but yeah, no, Abel, was, out of faith, pleased God because he cared about what God wanted. So. It, it, that's what they're referencing here is that it was through that faith that you walk with God and that, you know, what God, he, I'm going to give you the blood. He understood mm-hmm. the blood. Whereas in Cain didn't understand the blood. He was worried about the fruits and the, and the vegetables and all of this. But there was there was a more important story. And it was about getting to know God's heart, having that that walk with him. That's good. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh Chapter, verse number five. Verse five yeah. No, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. That's interesting. It's he pleased God, a righteous man of faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Uh, verse six. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and rewards those who seek him. Yeah, rewards those who would seek him. It is impossible. Yeah, impossible. Faith is so important to our daily walk to... Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so much power wrapped up in that. It, it, the world will tell us that, well, you know, we, we shouldn't worry about, you know, you don't serve God to get blessings. That's not what we do. Brandon, don't teach Bible study so God will give you a house. That's the wrong way to do it. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to have faith in who God is. Like, and th- this scripture is explaining to us, like Enoch believed in God, so he was a righteous person. When do we not live by faith? Like when we don't believe God's good. When I stop believing that God's good and I think, well, you know, it's just all chance and life just happens. At that point, then I, then I can just walk in my own ways and do whatever I want because there's no point in pleasing God because he doesn't reward me. He don't care about me. And that's where he's saying it's impossible to please God with that type of attitude. That attitude is the contrary to how God wants us to be, where we know he's good, we believe he's good, we believe if we seek after him, he's going to bless us. It's a promise that when we continue in his ways, he's going to dump blessings in our life. That's why Brandon, God's made a way for him. God's opening doors. Everybody in this room in this Bible study has had testimonies of how God has improved their life. After I got up and taught a Bible study on the abundance of life Life more important. Like, well, and like you said, it's the attitude. The attitude that we walk in our faith. You can, oh, I believe God's going to provide for me today. Yep, yeah, I'm going to go. No, hey, 
I know God's going to have it for me today. Right. I know I'm going to go and conquer. I'm going to go and right. You have that the attitude of faith about you, right? Not just based on His word. Yeah. It's based on because there's the word right there. It just said it. He just read it. He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. That's good. Verse number seven. Yep. I pulled my Bible out. I, I just, <laughs> it's easier with yeah. the book. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Tram hit me in the Bible study with that. He was like, well, I was reading from, I was using my PowerPoint going through it at church. And he goes, hey, read the next scripture. I was like, I can't. <laughs> it's not there. You read it. <laughs> By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness uh, that is in keeping with faith. Mm. Noah, he was ridiculed, made fun of, called crazy, all kinds of things. But the fear of God kept that faith. He said, okay, I'm going to keep building this ark. I know. I know what's coming. He was told to do something that had never been done before. It had never rained. They had never seen anything like that. Oh, the Holy Ghost is all over that. That's what our church is being called to do today. There's a latter rain that's coming. And the world thinks we're crazy and they don't think this God thing's real. But there is a latter rain that's coming. And by faith, we better be building an ark that's going to mm-hmm. save us and our family and coast through this storm. Because the fear of the Lord better be present in your life. As much yeah. as we know he's good, because he just said that he two seconds ago. He'll reward us. It's, he's, yeah, he's good. Yeah. But there's fear that needs to be present as well. Because to not live in his blessings is to live in death. It's life or death. Mm-hmm. By faith, verse 8, by faith, Abraham... When called to go to a place he would re- he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed. There's faith and obedience again. Right. Obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And sometimes faith faith is asking us to step out and do things. We have no idea. Right. No idea what the outcome is going to be, where we're going to end up because of it. But it's God and it's faith. That's so good. By faith, he made his home in a promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder was God. Wow. That's so good, guys. Like This all speaks to exactly where we are in our life, man. Like we're, we're to live. Like It's so amazing how the Bible gives us all of these examples that help us in our day-to-day life. Like Abraham's life is an example of how we're supposed to live in this world mm-hmm. as foreigners. I don't belong to this world. I don't care about... That's why I don't care about politics. None of that matters to me. I know my king and he sits on the throne. So whoever's running America doesn't matter. Not a bit. That's awesome. I love it. Yep. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful. Considered him. Considered God faithful. Yeah. 
Wow, say that again. Consider you guys hear God that? Faithful. She was able to do it because she knew God was faithful. Wow. Faith in God's faithfulness. Wow. Even when we're not faithful, God's, God's still, still faithful. Wow. That's what the scripture says. And we can count on his faithfulness. That's incredible. Faithful who made the promise. Right. And so from this one man, he is good, and him as good as dead. Even the Bible, Abraham, so old, as good as dead. Right. And faith still did it. Right. Faith God was still, still did it. Faith God was, was still, still going. Dead. God still did it. Came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand in the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. Oh, they let's, did not. Let's expound on that for a little bit. <laughs> Read that again. They were still living by faith when they died. Wow. Yeah. Read, the, read the next little part now. They did not receive the promise. Wow. You guys hear that? None of these people got what God promised them. But they lived in faith their entire life and died still believing. Man, kind of makes us feel silly when Brandon had to wait three weeks. <laughs> no, it don't, though, because that's what matters. Like, we're living on faith day to day. Like, yes, these, these people died as an extreme example of how you can have a whole life of still thriving and trying to reach what God promised you. That's why we should rejoice when our promises come true today. If we've got one promise that God's given us that's been answered in our life, that's that's more than some of these people got. Yeah. Well, not something that I, I was reading, I kind of saw in this, was there's also a theme here. That they were living in this faith. They didn't know when, God, when the promise was going to come, when it was going to be here. But they taught their children. Their children carried that faith for them after they died. Just because they died, the faith never died. The promise was always on the horizon. Wow. That's right. Wow, that's so good. And these three will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. So through their faith, they were able to they were able to pass down everything and further it along in other generations. Just because they were able to keep their faith, they were able to keep going for the rest of the generations to come. Not just their kids, but their kids instilled it into their kids. Generational. Now we're in the time where I can go through a month of hardship and wondering whether we're going to get a house and I can stand on God's promise. <laughs> All because people back then kept the faith, even though that they didn't receive it, they still understood. Yeah, that's good. We're yeah. doing the same thing. We're passing our faith on. I, I can't. We can't go back and show people Jesus's tomb. Show him on the cross. That's two thousand years before us. But we are continuing in this faith. Remember the passage in the New Testament where he says people are going to say. They've been saying Jesus is coming back for centuries. Yeah. Nothing's ever changed since the days of the Bible. So why are we going to believe that Jesus is coming back now? Show me a miracle that Jesus is real. <laughs> right. This is us continuing in that faith. Christ had, you know, we know Christ is coming back again soon. Our day, yeah. our day is coming where, where atheism runs wild and, and people don't know if there's a God and there's a lack of faith. 
But we are the children continuing in the promise of our fathers and the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that we will receive the promised land. Why didn't Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob receive the promised land? Even, even Abraham was standing with Jesus in the mountain of transfiguration, right? Yeah. But that wasn't the promised land. Because God's always promise from the time Satan made us bite the apple that there will be a new earth. He's like, Abraham, I know, I know you got this crazy... Just like the disciples. Yeah. Lord, did you come to restore the kingdom now? <laughs> He's like, Not for you to know. Guys... I'm burning this world. <laughs> like this world's not going to exist anymore. I met, like the devil messed it up. I'm going to correct all that. I'm going to burn everything. And we're going to have a new world. The only reason I'm going to let this one exist is so I can save the souls of everybody that walks this earth. That's it. Otherwise, I'd burn it right now, send Satan to hell, and we'd have a new life, and all of us would be celebrating in eternity. But when God started the earth, talk about faith, God's yep. faithfulness. He planted mankind and he knew the descendants that were going to come from Adam. Yeah. And he was not going to have any of them be lost. My work will, I will save every last one of them that Satan thought was going to be thrown out. So if that means I gotta, I've got to let things exist on this earth and, and chaos and death and all these things that we don't want to go through and we're stuck going through, but we can overcome because we have faith knowing this isn't the world that we're going to live in. This, this was the one that got messed up. There's another one coming. Chris had a question. Did you? Did I answer it? <laughs> I told him good luck. He's not going to stop talking. <laughs> no, i got to let Nan talk more. I'm sorry. Hey, hey it's okay. Again, I would be short, so right. this no, way it'll be this regular. Is, you know, and I, I really like this. This We're allowing the Spirit to work. Sometimes when you're up here teaching, you start speaking in the Spirit, and then you get a dry spell where you're like, uh-oh. Those yeah. are times when I usually say something stupid. But, <laughs> but when we have other people, it gives them time to reflect while I'm, because he's speaking, and the Holy Ghost is talking to me. So let's continue, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and well and embraced uh, and welcomed them from a distance, admitting they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Just like foreigners said, and, and strangers, strangers on earth. Yeah, ready. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Man. Therefore, it's to what Trav was saying earlier. Yep. You know, before we started, Trav was talking about that, and he was saying, uh, "Oh, I lost my." Footage. Sixteen. But remember what you were talking about before we started about the, uh, you know, not having a place of our own, and now we're. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. See, Nan, I'll make I'll make you feel better. I, I'll make myself look like a fool. <laughs> no, no, man. Let's read that again. Okay. If they had long, oh, if they had long for the country that they came from, they, they would have come returned. back. Yeah, that was what I wanted they to talk. Return, Trav. That's what you said to me earlier. If they long for the country that they came from, they would have come back. You were like, we know yes, yeah. like we get frustrated in God and we get frustrated when our faith isn't being as productive as we want it to be. But where else can we go? 
I don't long to go back to the life no. that I had. I long for the future, for the for the for the place that's coming. That's what he's talking about. Yep. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Wow. Uh, by faith, when God tested him, by faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son. So here's Abraham. He's been waiting for years and years and years for this promise, his heir, his son. And then God says, all right, take him up the mountain. I need you to, need you to give him back to me, sacrifice him. Mm. Abraham was willing to do it because his faith was so strong. He says, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. He said, all right, here you go. I know you've given me this promise. I have such faith in this promise. Keep, keep, God was, keep going. Raised, and, so, and so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Yes. Abraham did receive Isaac back from death. Now, hold on a second. I'm sorry, but the Holy Ghost is... We go back two seconds ago. Let's back right back up a little bit. He says... Obviously, people say such things are not looking forward to the country that they can call their own. If they had longed for the country that they came from, they would have gone back. But they were looking forward to a better place, a heavenly place. Abraham is our father of faith. Mm -hmm. This guy teaches us how we should really believe. Because Abraham doesn't see things in the natural. He sees things in the future, in the spiritual. He understands God's concept. That's why they're saying Abraham died. He didn't receive his promise. What was his promise? Was his promise that he'd have a lot of people living on this natural earth? Or did Abraham understand through faith that God was talking about his descendants in the next life? That's why when God tested him to kill Isaac, he was like, okay. Because this life isn't what matters anyways. God, if you tell me to kill him, then I'm going to kill him and we're going to send him to the next one quicker and I'll be there too, no problem. Because his mind was on the next life. That's pretty big, guys. We're told so many times, you know, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that because that's a sin. But what if God told you to kill your son? Because the Bible says he told him to kill his son. Yeah. You don't think everybody else is going to tell you that that's wrong? Everybody, the pastor talked about him having to leave the two men at the bottom of the, the, the mountain because they would have stopped him. They would not have let him try to kill his son. They were strong men who were there to help him and they loved him. They wouldn't have let him destroy his promise. They would have thought earthly minded. So he was like, you know what? You stay back here with the donkeys. Sometimes you got to leave the donkeys behind to do what God's called you to do. But if you stay back here with the donkeys, I'm going to go up there. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna worship God. What he's telling them. Because in his head, he goes, I know God told me. Yes, he is. Yeah. That's a form of worship. Exactly. But he knows in his head, God told me to do this. I'm not just going up here to kill my son for fun. God told me to do this. 
And I know for a fact that God's got this. No matter what, I, if I'm walking in his ways, he's got me. Mm-hmm. If I'm listening to that small voice, he's got me. I can walk in this path. That's good. I never, I never seen that that way. That he, that he's seen yeah. it from that perspective. I thought he's seen it like, oh, God will stop me. <laughs> no, I, no, like, oh, okay, I got faith. God's good. He'll, he'll send an angel. No, he was literally going to do was it. Ready to do it. He'll go to the next life. God's building yep. a new kingdom. He's going to burn this world anyways. We're going to move on. God stopped him. Okay, Abraham, I do still care about this world too. <laughs> I don't want you to hurt like, your life. So early in we're going to let you keep your son. We're going to go, but that was a good example. And now you know how I'm going to feel when I send my son to die so that all of this doesn't get destroyed with it. But he can pull the lives out of this world when I burn it and start a new one. And they can have resurrected bodies like his and live forever in peace without sin and chaos and hate and evilness. What's up, Chris? So he did receive the promise, or he will? Well, he received his promise on a a physical. Yeah. Where there's a physical and a spiritual. What happens in the physical happens in the spiritual. We're told to do things in the spiritual realm that affect the natural realm. His promise was that he would have descendants on earth. And yes, physically it happened. Isaac did have offspring. We have the, the, uh, the tribe of Israel still today. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times the devil's tried to destroy them, <laughs> it doesn't work. But yeah. all of this was like, that's where God's like, the promise is so much bigger than that, guys. That's like, all right, for example, when we receive the Holy Ghost, the promise is that the Holy Ghost is our comforter and our helper, and he's going to continue to help us through this life. But that's not the promise. Like, that is part of the promise. But the, the infilling of the Holy Ghost is just prove to you that God can resurrect your body one day. That's the whole, that's the bigger promise of the spiritual side of it that we that we, we should know and understand, have a little bit of concept of. But in the end, we can't even really fully wrap our minds around that promise. Neither could Abraham. Mm-hmm. Abraham, I mean, now he's in heaven. So he may be getting by a glimpse faith. now. By faith. <laughs> by faith. Right. By, yeah, but he by saw, faith. He saw the beginning of his promise. Man, that's so big, guys. Like God, you can feel the Holy Ghost all over this today because it's bringing understanding to how we live in faith. It's not like people are like faith. Oh, you can just claim anything you want and believe it. No. That's not what you faith is. Yes. And it has before God. Right. In the beginning, he read in the first verse, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But when we say faith is the substance of things hoped for, if we're not careful, we go to a worldly way of thinking where we go hope. Hope is, man, I hope I get a million dollars. Hope. Hey, I, I hope somebody gives me, you know, something I enjoy. That's that's how the world hopes. The world is luck and chance. Roll your dice. Wish upon a star. But the world, yeah, I had to cut that out. That hit me hard. The Ashtar, wish upon Ashtar, a false god. Yeah. But that's how the world works. It's wishing and luck and let's just hope everything works out. But Christian hope is different. Mm -hmm. Christian hope is confidence in the word and the promises of God. Yeah. What are we going to say? Ashtar is a false god. He's he's a (laughs) false god that that 
it's throughout the whole Bible and he was taught to grant wishes and give you prosperity in your life. And it's funny, I just thought it was funny that that song says, when you wish upon Ashtar. Hey, Daniel. Yeah. It's just like when sometimes now you ask for prayers on Facebook and I've got a cousin that always says, I'm sending good vibes, and I'm thinking I don't want your vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. That. That's what I think. I right, what are your vibes? Good vibes. Right. Good vibes. You know right. <laughs> but that's the difference. Now, when we say, when Paul wrote hope, he did not write it from the worldly point of view. He did no. not write hope from, a, well, we're just going to hope it works out. That, that's why when people are like, I hope I'm saved, I'm like, do you mean you're confident in the word of God that you're saved? Because I can handle that. But if you're talking about I'm, I'm flipping a coin in the air and maybe it'll land on its head, Hope, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not understanding that. Because that's not what Paul wrote in the Bible. Paul wrote that faith is the substance. Faith is seeing what we confidently believe in God, God's word, actually come to life. How that happens is this... Uh... Stop staying in the Word. Stop getting connected. When things happen in your life, because the things are going to happen, people depart the faith. And it, it, it can be troubling, but that's why you always have to come back. And sometimes you got to re-throw your foot or feet, or re-throw yourself to the feet of the Lord. And say, Lord, I messed up. Yeah. And, and that's how you regain your confidence mm -hmm. stay in your confidence. When you don't do that, that's what you start thinking. Mm -hmm. am I, am I, is this really real? And if you're filled yeah. with the Holy Ghost, you're speaking the word. The word comes out of you as well. And it's and it's important. Mike, Mike had an incident where his daughter was in an accident a while back. And I went I went to the hospital to speak to him, and when I was up there, the Holy Ghost hit me. And I told Mike some I prophetically told him some things that were gonna happen. I was like, this is you're gonna be alright, God's gonna take care of you, this is gonna happen. And at the time, I'm thinking, Dan, why are you saying this? Like, now God's going to have to speak up. But I knew it was God. And I'm like, in the end, God's got to back his word. That's right. Yeah. Just for the record, everything you said to me that day, everything. Right. It all came true. And I, I told Mike later, I said, it, 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 also, it came true because Mike believed. When I spoke it. I knew it was the word of God. Mike accepted it. He was like, okay. And that is why we have people in our lives that are full of the Holy Spirit. Not only did everyone get all kinds of gifts, you know, for right. basically people saying, you know, I hope you get better. I also had people cash at me roughly about five hundred dollars. Right. And that helped me big time because I didn't have any vacation time to work. Yeah, you yeah. needed that. Right. And it, and it goes to show us speak. That's why it's important to be in a group of people who are full of the Holy Ghost. Because I might be in a struggle. I might be in a battle. Brandon, I'm sure, needed people to come to him over the last few weeks and say, Brandon, God's going to work it out. It yeah. was speaking the word into his life. Giving life to those people who need it. Because their faith's struggling. Yeah. And you've got a sister or a brother that has said, I have been there, I've done that, and I made it. And that can bring you through your friendship. It's seeing what happens in somebody else's life. Yeah. It's important. Hey, don't, don't hide away and disappear. That's not what we got. Right. Amen.
By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. That goes back to passing the faith on. Yes. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. They were not afraid of the king's edict. Ah, listen to this, guys. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child. Mm -hmm. And they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. That's powerful, man. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to have to go against the grain of society. Yeah. Society's not going to understand what we're doing. But we walk in that faith. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Amen. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Wow. Fleeting pleasures. And it's only by faith that we do that. Yeah, it's only by the faith that he knew he wasn't no ordinary child. Wow. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Faith. Reward. Looking yeah. ahead. There's a, there's a theme in the future here. Right. And it's about coming out of the life of sin. Yeah. That we live by faith. I know we got better to do. What does this scripture say? Well, well if there's no... If there's no, there's no faith, if there's no future, then we might as well just eat, drink, and die. For tomorrow we die. But I, I, I murdered oh, that scripture. No, <laughs> I murdered it, but you got the essentials there. If there's, since there's no hope, then we might as well eat, drink. For tomorrow we die. We're actually worse off than everybody else. If, we, if, if, if this isn't real, then, then what we're doing is worse than what everybody else is doing. Right. Because we're living a lie. Yeah. But we give up. We give up sin. We give up the world. We walk away from our own desires to live in this faith that there is another life, there is a new world coming, and all and and God doesn't just like we talked about how God is faithful. He doesn't send us out on this quest by ourselves, but He does it through these continual promises and blessings of seeing. You know that's the biggest thing. No other religion. Dare try to predict the future, and everyone that has has failed. Mm -hmm. The reason why there are some religions today that people will scoff at is because they predicted things that didn't happen. The Bible is the only one who gets that right. The Bible is the only one who gets to claim that one. And the things that it's claimed are crazy. A nation will be rebirthed in a day. That was the Bible predicting the future. That's never happened. It's impossible to happen until it was 1890 where they signed the papers and Israel became a nation in one day. 
after the Holocaust and everything, we felt bad over what had happened to the Israel. So we signed the paper and gave them their own country. And one day, the Bible predicted that years before. Years before. To the point where scholars used to pretend that that part didn't exist in the Bible. They'd be like, oh, well, you know, they're talking about in heaven a nation will be made in one day. No. It was talking about on earth because it was actually naming kingdoms. Mm-hmm. There, there are several. If you, like, Chuck Messenger, I brought him up before, but he is big on prophecies being. I gotta, I gotta, I'll bring it in next week just so you guys can see it. But I got a pamphlet that goes through over 100 prophecies that were prophesied before Christ's birth that were all came true in Christ's life. And it shows you the timeline. Some of the prophecies were over like 2,000 years before Christ was born. Some were about 500 years before he was born. But all of them were, were years before Christ ever walked the earth. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. Impossible. That's why God does it. He rubs the devil's nose in it. Now, why do you think the devil's into sorcery and, and these mediums and all that? But what do they always do? They always talk to the dead. They talk to the past. Because the devil knows the past very well. He's been paying attention for the last 5,000 years. But he can't, and he'll use that to manipulate us to make us think that he can predict the future because he understands how man works for so long that he can guess what we're going to do. But he's not God, and he doesn't see the future the way God sees the future. So God can predict things that he don't even understand. Satan don't understand he's going to lose the battle. But God predicted it. God predicted it. You're going to rise up on Armageddon. You guys are going to try and attack me, and I'm going to wipe you off the map. And Satan's like, that ain't going to happen. Here it is all playing out right that way. That's good. To his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He preserved because he saw him who was invisible. By faith. Yeah. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. So the death angel would not touch the firstborn of Israel. Mm-hmm. By faith, people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Mm. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she showed the spies, was not she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jepheth, about David and Samuel, and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Weakness turned to strength. I, I just love that. It's When we're in our weakest spots, it's our faith that we're doing what God has asked us to do. We're doing what we know is right. That's when God can come in and go, okay, here's my strength. Yeah, that's good. And it lies on the battlefield. 
There's yeah. an old saying, provision lies on the battlefield. Like sometimes we're like, <laughs> I'm the same way. Like if I sit around at the house, I'll, I'll sleep all day. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, oh, I need strength. But I'm laying here in bed and I can't get up. I wonder why I don't have strength. But the minute I get my butt out of bed and I go to work, I have strength. Because the provision's on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So God gives us the strength when we walk in faith. But if we lay there and wallow in it, we're never going to get any. We're never going to get the strength. When it comes to coming here, I'm so excited. Right. Once you're here, you're good. Because there's the, the provision's on the battlefield. That's how the devil gets us. It, we go to our car at break on lunch, and I'm like, nobody wants to come back. At the end of that, no. I'm like, I'm out of the car. But when we get up and we go and we walk in that faith, he renews our strength. He keeps us going. That's good. Uh, Verse 35. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured. This, This is where it gets really interesting. Yeah, this is good. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning and they were sodden too. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. Faith has two sides. Is it the cost of discipleship that you They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them what had been received what had been promised. So we hear this one side yep. where it's so pretty. Abraham got his kid back. Everything goes good. Joseph's you know, feeding everybody. Moses is saved and he's alive and all of these great things. And the walls come crashing down. See, faith is great. But then, but then, the others were tortured, refused to turn in order to be set free. So they were tortured and they were given a way out. Just like we see those videos where people sit on their knees and told them, deny Christ or you're dead. And they won't do it and they die for that. That's what he's talking about here. Sometimes faith is great. Sometimes faith is not pretty. But it's what sustains us throughout the ups and downs. When times are good, God is faithful. When times are bad, God, God is, is faithful. Still faithful. And I'm going to... No, go on. Yeah, I think I see this had not been promised, right? Received, none of them had received what had been promised. Right. They placed their hope in a better life of resurrection. <laughs> Since God had planned something better for us... So that only together with us, they would be made perfect. I think the promise was the promise of Jesus, the promise of the Savior, the promise of that resurrection. Wow. So then you go on, and you can't, you can't read all of chapter right. 11. And because you read, together they were with us. Read the the first, ones who suffered had the same faith as the ones who are not suffering. Because the promise is for all of us. And he says it again here. It says the... They place their hope in a better, better life, life after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. 
So the ones who had a good life in this earth, and Joseph, who was the king, and lived at the top. Hey, guys, make sure you take my bones out of the city, too, when you go. Yeah. All those people, their faith still wasn't in this life. It didn't matter how great the things were. Like, that's why Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. Because he's like, guys, yeah, everything's good. This is great. But this isn't my promise. It's the same thing. Like, God's got us doing great things in our life. Like, we're starting churches. We're moving and grooving. But... This isn't our promise. No. I'm going to work. I'm going to do it while I'm here. But this isn't the promise. And the people who understand that, even on the other side of the fence, when they're held with a gun to their head, they're like, guess what? This isn't what matters. I'm willing to walk through this in faith. Read the first three three verses of chapter 12, though. Yeah. yeah. You want me to read it? Sure. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that is easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Did you say the first four? First three, but I was gonna say because look, yeah, I highlighted the whole yeah. first four. <laughs> so we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. That's why when people go, "Hey, did you see what so and so did?" Nope, sure did. Got my eyes on Jesus. <laughs> I ain't got time to look at that. I'm I'm focused on the King. Think about any time you ever take your eyes off him. Let's say, for instance, the news. Shit. I mean, that's it. Your whole life's over. It was all your hope. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, you're right. just like, all right, time to give up. But when you're in Jesus and you don't, none of that matters. Like, honestly, it's like the whole way. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, when this whole thing happened, I didn't even watch the news. We, we lived our life like nothing happened. And I was watching people freaking out. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We go, we go. Your daughter just walked up to me and was like, Dan, I want to go home. <laughs> She's like, I'm done with this, Dan. She went, she went right to the head, too. She was like, I ain't even going to tell my mom and dad. I'm going right to the guy up there teaching. Hey, can you cut this short time? We want to party this weekend. Things done. Cut me off anytime you want to. Where are you at? I'm going to keep reading, but cut me off if you got something to say. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's big. He initiates. That means it didn't come from you. It comes from God. He plants faith in your life. He watches it grow, and then he perfects it. We've all been through that, and it started with obedience. I remember Nan telling me his first obedience check. He was like, "I don't know why, but I feel like I feel like God's telling me not not to carry in carry my pocket knife on Sundays anymore." And what happened when you when you didn't do that? A few weeks later, did you not get a new knife? That's now your absolute favorite. I did. Right. <laughs> I did. That's good. That's good. And it, it says it, he initiates and perfects our faith. 
So it comes, right, it comes from Jesus. How many of you guys have been in a position where you needed a little bit more faith? I found myself in those positions where I'm like, God, I need some faith. And I've also found myself in positions here lately that I'm like, Good Lord, I've got more faith than I know what to do with. Like, things come and I'm Brandon pumped full of faith. Like, I've been watching him be full of faith. And I'm like, man. So we know that faith comes from Jesus. So we can pray and God can increase our faith. And the more Christ we put in our lives, the more our faith is boosted up. If I'm spending time in the Holy Ghost and I've got and I'm walking in the Spirit every day, my faith can't help but increase. Right. Yep. Uh, a good way to uh, understand faith and between faith and I want. See, a lot of people associate I want yeah. with faith, and that can get you in a real dangerous place because yeah. uh, faith is what God what God's telling you. If, and if you let go of what you want and you listen to Him, it'll actually lead you to a better. Place. That's holy so ghost. God, this is what I want, this is what I want. Why? I have faith, I have faith. But that's not what he see. But if you listen, maybe he's saying, no, 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 no. There's something better over here. That's yeah. why you got to meditate and, and, yeah. and really focus on not wanting. That's the difference that's between wishing and faith. Yeah. I'm not going to wish. I'm going to walk in faith. And that's a, that's that was so holy ghost, Trav, because I've said those same words to like two or three other people this week. And he didn't hear it. And he spoke wow. the word it's because that's true. It's like Dan told me it, this, this it was powerful. It's uh, God wants to walk with us. So he's not going to give you everything right off the bat and show you everything. He's going to show you one thing and have the faith to chase after that. Then you're going to get there and, he, and, and, you're gonna, and there's going to be something else. And you go there and it's going to lead you to the greener pasture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what people have a trouble doing. Well, I want this. Oh, Lord, this is what I'm praying for. And you say, no, no, no. Over here. You know I mean? It's not what you need. This is what you need. This is my plan. Right. That's so good. But it, that's how God views it. It's like mm -hmm. I talked about before about building a model car with my dad. Like, yeah. yeah, my dad could have put that whole car together in five minutes and been like, all right, step back, Dan, let me do this. But there's no fun in that. Mm -hmm. Instead, he took his time and he worked with me. Hey, Dan, where do you think this part goes? Oh, this part goes here. This part goes there. That's what our God is enjoying about our lives. He loves working with us in it. Like, I'm sending out a text to men's prayer because we're not doing men's prayer this weekend. I'm going to tell everybody, we're going to still pray. Take God with you. He likes barbecues and fireworks too. Yep. <laughs> we don't think, like, so many times in our life, we push God out. Oh, man. I was just watching. I know it's silly. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, guys. But we're, I was I was watching that silly movie Six Sense. I hope it's, I hope it's been long enough that I don't give away a spoiler. <laughs> but we got to the end of the movie and I was like, nobody knew he was a ghost. He's trying to talk to people. Nobody has interaction with him. We have the Holy Ghost, and Christ said it's the same way in this world that it will come to people and they won't recognize. Him. They won't know. Him. God's right there. The ghost was right there. You can, yeah, if you guys want to think about the movie Patrick Swayze's ghost too. Yeah, that's fine. For the women in the crowd. So, but the ghost is right there. He was there. But nobody knew and nobody paid him attention. And we've got God's Holy Spirit in our midst. And we don't, if, if, if we don't pay attention, 
you won't even know he's there because mm-hmm. he's a ghost. But if you can connect with him, you'll hear his voice. You'll hear him speak. You'll feel him move. He said, I'm the shepherd. My sheep know my voice. There's a way you can know my voice. You can hear my commands. You can feel me move. But you got. we've got to be connected in that spirit. And the flesh is constantly fighting it. Now, even, even I've, heard, I've heard his voice multiple times and things have happened. And my, your flesh will still want to, want to doubt that. Want to say, oh, you know, are you sure God is that? Because it's of the world. That's yeah. why you have to. The world could it's so important. That's why you plug out the rest of the world. Because it's so, so much good. easier to hear him. And I've learned that. I've literally just had to stop watching TV. And things like that because yeah, it was I, beautiful. It was beautiful. Like well, I it, it had nothing to offer. And I, I am such a uh, spiritual person, you know. And when my mind is all right, it's more like my mind can't focus on multiple things. And, so yeah, yeah. that's me personally. I've had right. to give up all the other distractions so I can hear them. And it's shown and us here hard. that that comes like there, there's this is a coincidence that faith led into being led by the Spirit. But that's what it requires that faith. That's what he's saying here. They were led by a ghost, this faith that they didn't, that nobody else seen. No one was, hey, you guys, Jesus told me he's that Holy Ghost. He told me to build a boat. And everybody's like, you're crazy because they're, they're not getting it. But, but that's what faith brings. When we have faith, we're able to be led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disgracing its shame. And now he is seated at a place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not Yet, given your lives in your struggle with sin. And he says, yet, yet. for a reason. Because one day, mm-hmm. that body is going to die because of the sin. The fact that God can enable it to reach this world now is nothing less than a, a miracle. Because our bodies, are everything in life goes from order to chaos. That is the law of life. No matter what, it goes from its best position to its worst. That is the biggest sign that God exists. It's because he's the only thing that can defy the laws of physics. He can take a life that's going downhill fast and take it and put it right back up on the cliff. Nothing else shows the power of God that way. Nothing else can defy the laws of physics and science except for a God who created them and stands above them. Yep. That's why we've got to continue to put our faith in Him. So, thank you, Nan, for leading us out of this place. Well done. That's what it's all about, is being led by the Spirit. That's what it's all about, man. He, we allow God to speak into our lives. We jot it down. And then we come together and we share what the Holy Ghost has been showing us together. Travis is next. I got my sights on him. We're, we're going to get everybody around here to get up. <laughs> we're going to get everybody to get up and, and let the Spirit not only minister to your life, but allow it to flow through you into everybody else. Because that's what it's all about. In the end, 
It's His Word that matters. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Thank You for allowing us to be used, Lord. For allowing Your Spirit to flow through us, God. That we will walk in faith, God. I pray that You increase everybody's faith in this room and everybody who listens to this episode, God. That everybody's faith will be boosted by this lesson that you've taught us through your word, God. That we will continue to put you on the throne and allow you to have the work in our life, God. And through this faith, that we will be led by the Holy Spirit. We worship you, God. We praise you and give you all the glory. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.